you were created for more. You may not always see it, but there is a lot of sweet in every mess and in all of the mundane. Exodus 3.8 is a promise to deliver us from the brokenness of life to one filled with hope. We want to remind you of God's faithfulness that will lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Join us, Lindsay and Amaris, as we share practical wisdom for all things marriage, motherhood, faith, and womanhood. So grab a cup of coffee, get cozy, and join us. This is the Milk and Honey Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Milk and Honey Podcast. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and I'm here with my co-host Amaris Beecher. Hey! And today we are going to be discussing self-discipline and how a lack of self-discipline impacts our lives in a very real way. Mm. So this came to me when I was running. I've started running at night just to kind of help myself detox my day a little bit and kind of just get back to a refresh mode and not allow myself to sit on the couch and scroll through Instagram all night. And as I was running, I realized how having the self-discipline to run, which is not a common theme for me, um, has just really impacted my life in a lot of ways. It has made me better to my husband. It's made me better to my kids. And I believed the lie for a really long time that scrolling through social media or vegging out or just not doing the things that I had set out to do were actually making me better um, because I just wanted to relax or rest, but it honestly wasn't. And I've just realized that self-discipline in our daily lives is a real battle because honestly, if it weren't, we would all be super fit going to the gym all the time. Uh, we would be overflowing with knowledge from all the books that we read and completely and utterly productive and successful from pouring so much time into all of these things. I mean, self-discipline, it plays into everything, right? And so I started just thinking like, why is it such a challenge for us to follow through with the tasks that we so desperately want to accomplish? Why do we start so many things and then not finish them? And as I started reading scripture and talking to my friends and just really diving into self-discipline, I realized that a lot of us live our lives as if there's somebody who's just constantly pulling a chain around our necks and telling us to quit or to act or to indulge and just kind of forcing us to not follow through with the tasks that we've set out before us. And when it really comes down to it, we actually do have a chain around our necks when it comes to certain temptations, whether it be laziness or intentional sin, or for me, like scrolling through social media and procrastinating on the tasks that I have to accomplish. And Second um, Peter 2.19 confirms this. It says, for whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. I have always really loved the verses that talk about how we are slaves to freedom when we've given our lives to the Lord. And it's such a cool visual for me because there were a lot of things that I was enslaved to when I was younger um, that I didn't even realize had such a pull on me, like relationships and sexuality and all this stuff. And now I have this sort of freedom knowing that I'm enslaved to God's grace and God's freedom, which kind of sounds like a negative term, but it isn't, you know, we, 
we just have this opportunity to pursue goodness and righteousness and good things, which are the opposite of laziness and intentional sin. This is like a massive part of my testimony is laziness and, um, just unfruitfulness, like an unfruitful lifestyle. Like in high school, I barely graduated high school. I was a very lazy student. I had to do night classes in order to get my diploma. I just was so lazy. And since being a mother, I have dramatically changed. I just decided that I'm like, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to be a woman that doesn't follow through with my word. I don't want to be a woman that is experiencing regret because of my, my own laziness that I am choosing to give into is making me mentally weak. It's making me unfruitful and it's making, and it's affecting my relationships. And it's honestly, it affects our, the way that we see ourselves, like when we give in to laziness or, um, those vices that we think are restful, like what you said, you know, we, we just want to rest. We, we, um, you know, we want to have that time to ourselves, which is good in moderation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not on our soapboxes preaching against not having time to yourself all by all means spend some time for yourself, ladies. Mm -hmm. But what we are saying is that it's becoming an entitlement thing, or at least I'm saying that it's become this entitlement thing. Like you demand to have your time to yourself and it's unfruitful. And God has called us to be fruitful. God has given us a talent. He has given us and has been generous, generous to give us good things. And we need to be fruitful with those things. And for me, I was so given to laziness that I wasn't fruitful. My, like, I just was not fruitful. I mean, like anything, I would put, like do anything else other than the things that I should be doing. And I just decided that I didn't want to be that way because I was tired of living with regret. Yeah. regret of not being able to tell myself no regret of not being able to tell other people no regret of doing something that is fruitless and for me that is being on my phone that is television that is I don't even know sometimes I put off the things that I should be because I want a perfectly clean kitchen yeah but that's the procrastination yeah. to be fruitful with the things that God has asked me to do, you know? Yeah. And I, I, it reminds me of a conversation that you and I actually had maybe a while back. And I had said, I am just tired of living my life saying, I need to be better at working out or I need to be better at getting into the word of God. I need, and I'm like, gosh, I'm going to be saying this until I'm 85 years old if I don't stop soon. And that was another kind of come to Jesus moment for me where I realized like I, I need to intentionally pursue these things that I know are important, not taking care of my body for vanity's sake, but for the health of my family, you know, and not getting into God's word so I can tell people that I do, but for the sake of my soul and my heart and my joy and, and my relationship with him. And so, I mean, I do, I think there are so many things and, that can pull us. It can just kind of suck us into this black hole and it could be laziness or like I mentioned, social media. And so what do you guys think listening today? What is 
your vice? What sucks you in and keeps you from being disciplined? Is it food or isolation that keeps you from friends, social media, Netflix, binges that those can take over my life sometimes. Um, but I've just realized that myself and even people in my sphere, we spend a lot of time running from self-discipline rather than running toward it. And for me, that's just more proof that we should be fighting for this because the enemy comes to seek, kill, and destroy. And he wants to destroy our joy. He wants to kill our faith. Like these things, there's a reason that we have to battle so hard against it to achieve joy and to achieve righteousness and to achieve godliness because this is a big mission. Like when we are actively pursuing good things, we pour that out onto other people. When we are actively reading God's word, we pour that out onto other people. We're on mission. We're, we're making disciples. And when we're taking care of our bodies, you know, we encourage other people to do the same. We're an example to our families. And so we have to remember that the enemy, he honestly does his best to convince us that our wasted time is good for us. And that's so convicting to me. All he needs is a little bit of distraction and that laziness or, or kind of putting other things on our priority list that aren't actually priorities, that they're not for self-improvement. They're really not. And I was even on Instagram today looking through and I saw self-love, like have a self-love day. And I laughed to myself and I wondered, like, I wonder if our parents ever did that. Like where they focus so much on self-love and kind of taking such good care of ourselves that they lost sight of I mean, serving and giving and loving. And again, not that it's not important to have rest days because I am all about rest days, but it's just to the extent that we prioritize that in our life, if that makes sense. Can I I say something? Because I, yes, I'm so on board with you. Recently, one of my pastors did a sermon about freedom and it was all about like the human trafficking issue that we're dealing with, like the injustices against women and victims and innocent people that are being trafficked. And, you know, so many people, she said, so many people want to get involved with this mission. She works for an organization called IJM, which is all about ending human trafficking and other like injustices that happen. She was like, everybody comes up to her and says, how can I get more involved? How can I do more things? And she was like, honestly, the thing that keeps people from serving and getting involved is distractions. But one of the things that she said was the most distracting was worry. And I could not, I like identified with that immediately because that's like what, where anxiety comes from, or like one portion of it is worry. Being disciplined so having self-discipline in your mind is going to bring, make you fruitful. And the enemy thinks, or is trying to convince us, like you said, is trying to convince us that if we just worry that that's going to be fruitful or it's going to be, you know, producing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's honestly, it's just distracting us from doing the Lord's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. And my father-in-law, he is a pastor and he said that, and it has always stuck with me. He said, you can go to breakfast on a Sunday morning with your family. And that is a good thing. You're spending time with your family. You're enjoying the morning, 
But if that's keeping you from church, is it truly beneficial or is it just a distraction? You know, in the evenings, you could just say, I'm going to melt into the couch tonight. And instead of spending time with my husband, I am going to put on a rom-com and have a glass of wine and just rest. But is that keeping you from fellowship and spending time even with your spouse? And it's not saying these are bad things, like you're saying, like, but those things become detrimental when we can't step away from them or accomplish real priorities or even real rest because they've now become a God thing instead of a good thing. They've taken the place of our worship of God and we now worship our self-love or whatever. it may be. And I mean, I'm, I, again, I just really want to reiterate, it is important to have time to yourself because there are people who do the opposite, you know, and who just go, go, go to a point where they have nothing left to pour out, whether it be just working in a career constantly or being a stay at home mom and just going morning till night and then making lunches. And then you go to bed and you start all over the next day in order to be the best to our families. We do need to take time for ourselves, but that's kind of what we're encouraging is just spending that time properly, just making it quality. Hebrews 12, 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And I mean, it's, it feels like discipline sometimes when we're trying to go running or we're trying to finish a book that we're not super interested in, but we really want to just accomplish. But once we get there, we're so grateful. It yields the peaceful fruit. You know, we have that, oh my gosh, I accomplished this. I'm so proud of myself. And they say it takes 28 days to create a habit. And so we, we start working out or we start reading scripture. And by the time that we do it, although it may feel like discipline or it may feel I mean, just challenging at the beginning, it really does create goodness and peace and righteousness. And we just have to remind ourselves that there is joy to follow. Yeah. And if you're anything like me and your thought process is, this is just not my personality type. Like I am just not the A type. I'm not the disciplined person. I am the free spirit, you know, the opposites, (laughs) the happy, lucky person. I'm, I'm, my point is that's me too. Like my personality is not necessarily the A type. I'm, I'm not, I'm a free spirit, like easygoing person, but I'm convicted. And I believe that God expects us to uphold a standard. And he does like the word tells us to, to follow through with our word. And, and so, and if we believe who Jesus is, and if we believe that, that he has went to the, went to the cross so that we could be in relationship with us, then he is worthy of our discipline. He is worthy of the momentary pain of discipline. Um, and so I'm to those who think that this is, oh, this is just not my personality type or you want to grow, but you feel like you're incapable. You are capable. You just have to start to say that out loud. I'm capable because I have done it. Trust me, like all of my you know, immediate family and my closest friends here in Orlando would say, would say that I am nothing like the woman I used to be. Like my, one of my mentors used to have to call me every morning during school to make sure that I was in school. Really? (laughs) But I'm not like that anymore because that is the sanctification process. And that is how 
we respond when God is gracious and changes us. And so you are capable, ladies, of changing and doing the things that are going to yield peaceful fruit of righteousness that are going to make you feel good about yourself and that that are going to make you stop living in regret, mm-hmm. but in fruitfulness. And we all want that. It just takes the time and the energy to commit to it yeah. and the power of God. <laughs> it is not in our strength, but in the, in this, by the spirit of God that we are capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I, we want to just encourage you today just with some practical wisdom, um, practical tips that you can just take away from this in order to try and pursue greater self-discipline. So firstly, we want to say, don't set outlandish goals. I am the queen of creating a goal that is at the top of the mountain. This is type A personality (laughs) that I need it to get done immediately, quickly, right away. And then I disappoint myself. And it's so easy for us to set lofty goals and aspirations. But then after a few days, we don't achieve those goals because they're unrealistic. And then we feel like failures. My husband actually, and you'll probably hear me talk about this a lot, but he has told me, Lindsay, don't wake up setting a goal for yourself that you may or may not achieve because at the end of the day, you're going to feel like you failed. And that was so good for me because now I wake up and I'm like, you know what? If I can get to it, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do my best to get to it because I'm not going to break a promise to myself either. So I just encourage you guys set small practical goals for yourselves in whichever areas you need the most self-control. Secondly, like we've been talking about the whole self-love, get out of the treat yourself, (laughs) treat yourself Mm -hmm. mentality. Our generation focuses really heavily on this. It's kind of everywhere. And I think it comes off as a joke, maybe a little bit, but it, it starts to sink in of, I need this. I deserve this. And it can be dangerous to get there. And we pride ourselves sometimes. People post on Instagram stories about their wine nights and their Netflix binges. Like they're so proud of it. And again, all in moderation. But what if we shifted this perspective? What if treat yourself looked more like healthy living, both spiritually and physically? So for me, I like to write. Journaling helps me a lot. Reading helps me a lot. For some people, they might think that sounds like torture, which I understand. (laughs) But there's, you know, exercise, hanging out with your friends, communicating with your husband, and just really surrounding yourself with people or things that point you to Jesus, that point you to achievement in the sense of, you know, we're just following through. Not that our works make us any better, but there is a place where we're called to have an active faith, you know, to go out and to serve your community or to volunteer, just to have something that we do that reminds us that we have purpose. One of my favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis is, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. This challenges me so much because, I mean, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but there are so many things that I think right immediately 
they're like a temporary high. You know, I'm just going to indulge in this massive piece of chocolate cake while I just choose to be lazy and postpone all of the work that I have done. But long-term, there is really nothing sweet about that. You know, it's very temporary. It's very quick. And I'm not getting the things done that I need to get done. And God Mm -hmm. is saying, Lindsay, if you just follow through with your tasks, if you let your yes be yes, if you're faithful in the little things, you will be blessed by that. And I just have to really choose to believe that and know that there is greater at the end of it if I just have that self-discipline. Yeah. And like what you said about like changing or treat yourself from like spending money and, you know, doing things which are not necessarily bad, but cultivating a love for the reading the word and journaling and spending time with Christians or listening to worship music. All of those things are so gratifying and satisfying because who God is like, that's the essence of what C.S. Lewis here is saying is that we think that, you know, scrolling on our phones or spending hours watching television is going to satisfy us when we're so tired, because that's honestly, you know, what we get to is we just get tired at the end of the day, but it is not going to satisfy our soul the way that God will satisfy us. And so another practical step would be to celebrate the small victories. Because I mean, for me, I neglect to celebrate. I neglect to acknowledge, dang, I have made my bed every single morning today when I first wake up. And so now I feel like I'm capable of accomplishing the rest of my day. Or I, you know, celebrating the small things like, dang, there was no temper tantrums today mm-hmm. or the dishes are done at the end of the day. So allowing yourself to celebrate those small things gives you the energy to do more the next day. Yeah. Because when we beat ourselves up, like what Lindsay said, when you make unattainable goals or these massive goals and then you fail or, or you, or you have too many goals And so you only accomplish some of them and then the others fail. Okay, well, celebrate the small things because it gives you the energy to stick to the process Mm -hmm. and to commit and and let yourself enjoy the process. So So many of us want to be at, like for me, I'm in the process of being disciplined with my body and losing weight. And I want to be at a size four or six. I don't know if four is really realistic after three children, but okay. I want to be at a size six, but if I don't allow myself to celebrate the small victories and enjoy the process, enjoy the healthy food, enjoy the exercise and celebrate those small things, it's not going to give me the energy and commitment and drive to continue to do the rest. That's so good. That's true. And then lastly is remember your purpose. Remember the God that you serve. Remember who God has created you to be and your giftings and your talents. And you don't want to die. I mean, I'm going to take this that direction because it's true. You don't want to die thinking, I wasn't faithful. I was not faithful with the talents that he's given me. I was not faithful as a mother because I was overcome with frustration with my children because I was pulled too thin. You know, you have too many things going on. And so you just don't give your the excellence to the things that you know you should be doing 
excellently. Mm -hmm. But so remember your purpose. Remember the calling that God has placed on your life to be a woman of your word, to be a woman who um, honors her God and honors her family and honors herself by the way that she is disciplined, by the way that she walks, by the way that she talks, that she's disciplined with her tongue, that she is disciplined in her thought life, because that's going to be producing fruit at some point too. Mm -hmm. But remember where, who your God is mm -hmm. and choose self-discipline because of that, because of those core beliefs. Yeah. That's encouraging to me. I agree. I think it is, it's, you know, especially after having children, I think so much more about how fleeting life is. And that's something else, like I mentioned before, I don't want to be 80 and saying these same things. Ladies, what are you repeating? What are you constantly saying? I need to get better at this, or I need to grow in this. I need, you know, trust that God is a powerful, massive God, and that he has already changed your heart and your life if you've surrendered to him. And so he has the power to do the same thing. He has the power to move in us, to shift these things, to turn us into new people every single day. In Christ, we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. And it's one of my favorite verses that I lean on because I remember every single morning that's true. You know, we we cannot be considered the same person today as we were last night because of God's grace. And so with that, if we want to create new habits, if we want to live a new life of, you know, even something I like that you mentioned spending money, Amaris, because that's a big thing, spending money or not yelling at our children or going on runs with our kids and bike rides, you know, doing those things. It's, it's not impossible to create new habits because you have the Holy Spirit, you have God's grace, you have the ability to wake up with his new mercies and to become new every day. And so right. Luke 16, 10 reminds us that whoever can be faithful with very little can also be faithful with much. So we just want to encourage you ladies today to be faithful with what God has given you, the able body, the able mind, the able spirit to go out and make a difference in your family, in your world and in yourself. And all of these little steps really can make such a large change in the impact that we have. So right. we just want to thank you all so much for listening today. Bye, Bye. guys. so much for listening to this week's episode of the milk and honey podcast if you liked what you heard please rate us and review us on itunes it would mean so much your review helps the show to be found by other women like you for a daily pick me up follow me Lindsay, on instagram at sparrows and lily and amorous at amorous beecher tune in next week for more fun and encouragement thanks guys